1: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Wine and Gold Talk podcast. I am your host, Hayden Grove, joined by our Cavaliers beat reporter, Chris Fedor, who is in transit from the airport to his home where he's about to uh, see his uh, see his son, Elliot, which I'm sure he's very, very excited to do. Um, that means we're going to try to make this quick uh, and to the point, but which is kind of where we're at with the Cavaliers. It's quick and to the point. There's one, <laughs> there's one game left, and um, it's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, If the Cleveland, so the Cavaliers currently eighth eighth in the Eastern Conference, uh, but they lose tiebreakers to every team that is in the plan. So they lose tiebreakers to the Charlotte Hornets, the Atlanta Hawks, and the Brooklyn Nets. After the Cavs lost to Brooklyn last night, they're currently in the eighth seed. With a win, the Cavaliers cement themselves in the seventh seed or the eighth seed. And with a loss, there could be hell to pay. So, Chris, tomorrow is the big one. I mean, 3.30, They all, I believe they all play at 3.30, 3.30 Brooklyn, uh, Atlanta, yeah. Charlotte, and Cleveland. Um, I mean, it, do you expect the Bucks to play their starters? Do you expect the Bucs to, to, you know, come out trying to win this game? Or is it kind of getting ready for the playoffs? Where, where are you at?
0: Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, it's a question that the Cavs are asking themselves today as well. They've been – They've been privately banking on the Bucs resting their starters in the finale for, <laughs> I don't know, about three weeks at this point. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. The Bucs have motivation in a lot of different ways, right? I mean, I think to some degree they've got motivation to avoid the Brooklyn Nets in the first round of the postseason. I mean, if you're the Bucks. And you have title aspirations you obviously feel like you can beat anybody in front of you but you also would probably prefer the best possible path in order to get to the nba finals and win another championship so if you're a team like milwaukee that is currently second in the eastern conference and there's an understanding that brooklyn could be seven is that something that you want? Um, or would you prefer to try and drop down to three? And again, there are no guarantees of any of these kinds of things, but you probably weigh everything. Um, if you're the Bucks, would you prefer to drop down to three and play Chicago in the first round, which is basically a sweep waiting to happen because the Bulls can't beat any good team? Um, then again... If you're a team like Milwaukee and you're in the number two spot and the crazy happens and, you know, Atlanta beats Brooklyn in the first play-in game or Charlotte beats Brooklyn in the first play-in game, like, is that a better route for you? So I just think the situation that the Bucs are in, there are too many moving parts at the moment that it makes me believe that they're going to play their starters and their main guys in the finale because there's still something that they're playing for.
1: So regard, I mean, obviously the Cavaliers need need a win if they want to, you know, keep the uh, keep seventh or eighth seed. And obviously, I think Brooklyn's playing the Pacers. They're kind of hot right now. I wouldn't expect them to lose, but you never know. Um, so <laughs> explain to the people and maybe even to me a little bit. So the seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth seeds—that is the plane. So how is that going to yeah. work? Say the Cavaliers. Say the Cavaliers win. The Nets win, and the Cavaliers reach the eighth seed.
0: Yeah. Then the Cavs go on the road, and they play Brooklyn in the first playing game. And then the winner of that first playing game, the 7-8 game, um, gets the seventh seed in the Eastern Conference. And the loser of the 7-8 game um, would then go on to play the winner of the 9-10 game. And the winner of that game would then get the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. Got it. So essentially, like, the benefit for the Cavs, Hayden, of staying in the 7-8 game, and in, in staying 7th, the fact that they dropped out of 7th was obviously a big deal because it's no longer a home game against Brooklyn, potentially. But there's still a value to the Cavs in staying in the 7-8 game because if you're seed 7 or 8, you get two chances to win one game. If you're seed nine ten going into the play-in tournament, uh, you've got to win
1: two. Right, so that's for the Cavaliers. Again, they, they definitely want the seven eight seed. So, so say the Cavaliers, so say the Cavaliers lose against say say Brooklyn wins, and the Cavaliers yeah. lose, or they say Brooklyn wins yeah. and the Cavaliers win. So the Cavaliers are the eighth seed. They'll play Brooklyn in Brooklyn again. Yeah, as the seed and then they will play the they will play the winner of the, the 7 winner
0: eight. of Atlanta Charlotte yeah the yeah. winner of Atlanta Charlotte
1: and they just need to win one game potentially yeah as a c it's it's if
0: it's you're something. 7 or 8 you get two games to win one that's the bottom line if you're 9 10 you have to win both
1: got it so and if they're the 8th seed then they will have to they'll play a one home game presumably that's correct Okay. Yeah. It's kind of a weird, it's kind of a weird system, but Hey, it's here. It's where we are. So Cavaliers, again, hoping to get the seventh seed, hoping to get the eighth seed. And if they, you know, if they lose, they could go all the way down to 10th. If, if the Cavaliers lose and everybody else around them wins, they could finish in the 10th seed, which would be a a pretty, pretty big disaster given, you know, what they've done this year and how good it's been for them this year. I mean, you know, this stretch down the end, I mean, just the, the lack of, the lack of gas that they seem to have, the injuries that they'd be dealing with. I mean, how tough is it to kind of watch? Is this team, you know, all year long, has played so well, played so hard, and then just the gas is not there, and you have these big injuries to Evan Mobley, Jared Allen to finish it out down
0: the stretch? Very, very tough. And I've spent the last couple of days talking to a lot of the players about this very thing, Hayden. its They were so excited about what they were building. They were so excited about what they had, and they had this attitude of bring on anyone because us at full strength or close to full strength will take our chances. And now there's this feeling around the team, and there's no way to avoid this feeling because these guys are human, and they know what they've been up against throughout the the second half of this season. Um, There is a natural feeling around this team, around this organization of, we didn't get an opportunity to show how good we could be. We don't know. At the end of the season, when everything is is wrapped up, we don't know how good we could have been. And it sucks that the Cavs haven't been able to see this through um, because I really do believe they could have been a tough out for some teams in a first-round seven-game series. Not saying that they were going to upset the Milwaukee Bucks or... Even the Philadelphia 76ers or the Miami Heat or, or whoever it was going to be. Um, but they, they, I believe they were set up to be a tough out because of how stylistically different they are than everybody else, because of the toughness that they played with, because of the effort that they gave, because of the physicality that they played with, there were things that were going to be bothersome about the Cavs style for whoever the team was going to be in the first round and the truth is because of all these injuries um, and because the Cavs have been trying to, to overcome them like yeah a big part of it is who's missing but we talked about this Hayden it's the fact of they're relying on guys that aren't ready for a bigger responsibility and because those guys aren't ready for that bigger responsibility and the Cavs are in a position where they're chasing wins, they have run their top players into the ground. And they're out of gas. Completely, mentally and physically drained at this point in the season. And I just don't know like, how they change that over the next five days, if whoever it would be that they would play in a play-in tournament. Like this version of the Cavs is not the version of the Cavs that we saw in the first half of the season. This version of the Cavs is not the team that we saw you know, at home take down the Milwaukee Bucks in what was a statement win. Since then, they've been completely different.
1: Right. Well, I know one thing that would help them would be getting Jared Allen back, and he did some work in Brooklyn. Um, I, d- I doubt that he'll play tomorrow in the uh, season finale, but – I mean, is there a chance they get him? I mean, Darius Garland said last night that they're scary with or without him. And, um, you know. Yeah,
0: that's not true. (laughs) I mean, that's not true. He would like that to be true. And he has to say that as the leader of the team. Yes. But without Jared Allen, the Cavs have been completely different offensively and defensively. Um, He is such a linchpin to them when it comes to screen and roll game offensively, vertical spacing. Rolling to the basket, lob threat, and then defensively, we know what he brings to the table. So they are not scary without Jared Allen. Without Jared Allen in the play-in tournament, um, the Cavs cannot beat Brooklyn.
1: So with Jared Allen, or with 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 Jared Allen, I mean, is there a chance that he not that he's back necessarily for the playing game? I mean, where where could he be back?
0: So here's the bottom line: if if Jared comes back next week for for the playing Let's say the Cavs get the eighth seed, although I think that's unlikely at this point. If, if we're being honest, I think the most unlikely scenario for the Cavs right now is staying in the 7-8 game. And I say that for a couple of reasons. Um, one, Brooklyn's not losing to Indiana at home in the regular season finale. Indiana stinks. Indiana's playing today on the first game of a back-to-back, and they're tanking they're not playing some of their main guys. Well, <laughs> some of their main guys compared to Brooklyn's main guys aren't really main guys anyway, but some of their main guys are not playing right now. They have lost eight straight games. They're probably going to lose their ninth game in a row, but uh, two of their losses have been by at least 30 points during this stretch. So, in no way am I expecting Brooklyn to lose the finale against friggin' Indiana. Right. Um, beyond that, if the bucks are motivated and playing their guys, the Cavs in this current state are not, are not as good as the bucks. We know that crazy things can happen in the NBA. The Cavs are at home. They're better at home, but a motivated bucks team, uh, one that is playing for something, is very different than the team that the Cavs beat by 16 um, at home earlier this year, right? We can all admit that. And beyond that, Atlanta has Houston. Like, come on, Houston's the worst team in the NBA.
1: Yep.
0: And Charlotte has Washington. And Washington was already sitting Bradley Beal. And recently, they made the decision to shut down Kentavious Caldwell-Pope and Kyle Kuzma. So... Chances are, and Charlotte's a weird team, right? And they've got some baffling losses. But at this stage, you would say that Charlotte is a clear favorite in that game against Washington. So the the teams around the Cavs are more than likely going to win. And the Cavs, obviously, have the toughest matchup of all those teams. Even though they're at home, it's a motivated or a potentially motivated Milwaukee Bucks team. I mean, that's a doomsday scenario if you're talking about going into the regular season finale. So, to me, the most likely outcome for the Cavs is falling to that 9-10 game and quite possibly number 10. Um, So, if we're looking at that, and and the Cavs have one opportunity first in the 9-10 game, And if Jared Allen can play in that game, and and I think it's more if than when, although there are people inside the organization that continue to push back on that and Mm. say it's when, not if. Um, But if he plays in that game, he is not going to be close to 100%. Multiple people close to Jared Allen told me that yesterday in Brooklyn, that he is not going to be close to 100%. And the question that the Cavs are going to have to weigh in that kind of scenario is how much better is a sixty to seventy-five percent Jared Allen than the alternatives that the Cavs have been forced to play? And and that could mean Mobley playing forty-five minutes or forty-eight minutes in a play-in game, in a do or die situation. Like is Mobley playing that many minutes at center in that kind of situation? Better than what Jared Allen could give the Cavs, because as somebody phrased it to me yesterday, um, when Jarrett comes back initially, he will be favoring that finger. He'll be favoring that left hand and he'll essentially not that he's going to be this way, but he'll essentially be a one handed player.
1: Yeah, Which is not good. Not good at all.
0: And so just, the question is, like, is that better for the Cavs than the alternative? And and it it's Mobley playing almost every single minute at center. And when he's not playing center, maybe Moses Brown or maybe Lowry Markman. And I think that's a question that the Cavs legitimately have to ask themselves. Because there's a difference, and we've talked about this a number of times on the podcast, Hayden. there is a big, big difference between being healthy enough to play and being effective enough when you're playing. That's very true.
1: That's very, very true. It's, it's just, it, it it's such a weird end. Um, because like part of me, and I know that this is going to sound silly, but part of me is like, maybe it's for the best that they just kind of, that they don't make the playoffs and just rest up for next year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they've had yeah. a successful, they've had a successful season, like it, and they ran out of gas. Like maybe it's, I don't know, maybe just, it's for the best for them to not do that. But I know that at the same time that you want to get playoff experience, but at this point it seems likely that they would probably get swept in a, in a playoff series just because they're out of gas. So, I mean, it's, I know. I have a
0: question for you. I have a question for you since you're weighing this. Yeah. All right. So you have two doors. One door for the Cavs leads to a seven game playoff series. Mm Mm-hmm. A seven-game playoff series in which you believe they probably won't be very competitive. Right. Okay? The other door leads to the lottery, and it means keeping the first-round pick that is lottery-protected that was supposed to go to the Indiana Pacers. The Cavs then would keep that pick. They would not go to the playoffs. They would go to the play-in tournament, for sure, but they would lose in the play-in tournament and not advance to a seven-game series in the playoffs. Those are your two doors. What do you think would be more beneficial for the Cavs at this point?
1: Getting that draft pick. You think so? Yeah. I don't even think uh... it's. I don't even think it's particularly close. I mean, I, I because okay, you look at like some of the vets on this team, like Rondo and Kevin Love. I mean, Kevin Love definitely yeah. you know, had a great year and it could be back, but like you know, he has playoff experience. Like they. I would rather get a youthful player that could maybe help you, you know, like a better youthful player that could help you and it could be, you know, a part of the future. It's tough. I know it is tough.
0: Right. So here's the thing that I keep going back and forth on. Do you believe that if the Cavs had a healthy Colin Sexton um, and a healthy Jared Allen, that they would be competitive in a playoff series?
1: 100%. Yes.
0: Okay, so you're getting those guys back this off season. Right. In a way, that could be your off season move. Yes. But you could look at it that way.
1: But Chris, they're not they're if not you wanted to. I know. But I guess my point would be they're not deep to begin with. They're not so if you add another depth piece in the draft, I mean, you see, like we've seen guys in the lottery, you know, in the late in the lottery turn out to be stars. I mean, you know, I don't sure. think it's, sure. it's tough. I know like we, uh, there's definitely I see your point of view and I know you see mine. It's just it's it's yeah. it's tough
0: to me. I'm at a point where I think the more important thing for organizational growth within this organization is um, getting the playoff experience. Because everything for the last uh, couple of months, beyond the injuries, and I understand that the injuries are like a dark cloud over everything, and it makes it hard to truly evaluate. But beyond that, throughout this playoff push, the Cavs' inexperience has completely shown. Right? So they need that experience. Because I think the last thing for them would be going into next year saying, all right, there's another step that this organization needs to take, and it's getting into the playoffs, getting a taste of that, maybe losing and feeling that, seeing what a seven-game series is all about. What I'm saying is getting that experience this year, they would be able to use that as a springboard into next year. And they would be able to check off a box that – Um, is really, really important in the growth of an organization. Look what it did for the Golden State Warriors early in its dynasty, right? Look what it did for the Atlanta Hawks. Look what it did for the Memphis Grizzlies. Look what it did for the Phoenix Suns. Right. If the Cavs don't get that experience, my fear is that some of the issues that we have seen down the stretch here, um, and, and they haven't handled some of the bigger moments well, because they don't know how to handle him, because they haven't been through it the same kind of way as some of these other teams. Um, my fear is that the same result would happen, just in a different kind of way.
1: That's fair. That's fair. And it it really...
0: me, And to me, like adding another 20 to 20 year old, 20 to 21, 22, early 20s kid to this roster, like, I don't really know what that does for them, in yeah. in the bigger picture.
1: Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I don't know. I, I just think that because this team is so out of gas, like, I, if, if they if they some, on, maybe if they if they make a playoff if they make a playoff series, not just the playing tournament, then maybe it's different. But I just I don't even know if I see them winning a game in the in this tournament just because like, like you right. said, they're so out of gas. But that wasn't the question.
0: That wasn't the question because we right. know we're going to the play. We know the Cavs are going to the play-in tournament. you right. The question becomes a guaranteed playoff series. Right. And I think that changes the equation.
1: That definitely does. That definitely does. Um, it's it, it really is. It's just unfortunate that, that, you know, all the good fortune of the first half kind of turned its ugly head in the second half. And Right. Um, but I think, again, I think looking to the future, everything is pretty bright. Um you know, you have your core. You have Darius Garland, who took a massive leap. You have an all-star and Jared Allen, who's going to, you know, come back next year healthy. And you have Evan Mobley, who's going to take another step, probably. Um, you really got a good foundation for what you know what this organization is. So, I I think overall, the, even even though they've ran out they've run out of gas and and then they're kind of through, um, I think that it's a a massively successful season, regardless. Um, of of what happens over the next couple weeks.
0: It's weird. I mean, I think there are individual components of the season that make it really, really successful. Yes. Um, But I can't get over the fact, regardless of circumstances, I can't get over the fact that seven months ago, the Cavs were the number two seed in the Eastern Conference, and there is a real possibility for them falling to 10th. In yep. the moment in the moment that is frustrating and disappointing, right and I think there are going to be people inside the organization that will have a hard time processing that
1: right i mean we we kind of talked about it though like yeah there is a there is a there is a a, a field of thought where you can't play l- as hard as they played for the whole year. you know what I mean right. like right they, yeah. they, and it's all about learning. Right, it's all about learning. It's about you know figuring out how to play through an entire NBA season and how to be ready. I mean, you know, I know we you know the Lakers are terrible this year and LeBron. You know, we've but we've talked about when he was in Cleveland. I mean, they didn't always give their best effort during the regular season, but when the playoffs came, they're ready to go.
0: Right, I forget the way that DeMar DeRozan phrased it for the Bulls last night following another disaster by Chicago, but I thought it was really really smart, and and we've learned this watching the NBA, early on in the season, some of the better teams just don't care and they don't give the great effort. And you see teams like the Cavs being able to capitalize on that. And you see teams like the Cavs being able to bank wins because of that. As DeMar DeRozan said, it's like going through high school and as, as a freshman and sophomore, you get straight A's and then your junior, senior year rolls around Suddenly, you're in AP classes and those A's disappear. Right. That's about what happened with the caps.
1: Yep. Yep, I completely agree. It's... Well, now that they know that they're going to be in the AP courses next year, you know, they're, they're going to, they I mean, they're going to come in the next year with some, some big expectations. I mean, I think the expectation, regardless, going into next season, is playoffs and a, and a playoff tournament and or a playoff series and um, at least a, a six or above seed. I, I think that's, I think that's a very fair expectation given what they did this year, given the steps that Darius took, given the steps that you know you expect Evan Mobley to take, and Jared Allen continues to get better. I mean. You know, I, I think that there's an, absolutely an expectation going in next year that they're going to be, quote-unquote, in AP classes. And they're going to have to learn how to right. play.
0: But here's my problem, and I keep going back to this. If they don't get a playoff series, if they don't experience that, then they go into next season with one of the same lingering issues, a lack of experience. Darius Garland would go into next year not knowing – what it takes to play playoff basketball, right? right? Evan Mobley would go into next year not knowing what it takes to play playoff basketball, not knowing what playoff basketball feels like because it is massively different and, and you can't simulate it. You can't simulate it. Um, you can't simulate it down the stretch of the regular season. Um, you, you can talk about these playoff like environments, you can talk about the pressure ramping up because, like, all of that is accurate, but, but you cannot simulate it.
1: Right, 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 you're right, it's, I think, though, because I, I guess I'm just thinking in a non-vacuum, like, I just, I, I, I have a really hard time seeing them get through the playoff, play in tournament, you know, just because
0: I, oh, sure. In this current state, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So I'm not even really looking toward – like, yeah. If they if they can win a game, if they can get to the playoffs, then yes, it's like it's a big success. But I just I, it just it just seems like everything is so done with this team. Just because, again, mentally, physically, it just it seems like everything has gone against them, and now they're just the the, the, the gas tank is not is empty. There. I'm not even just saying like, not saying there's even much of a chance. Like it's just empty, empty. It's gone.
0: but but that's okay like they could go to the playoffs and get if i'm giving you the option to me they could go to the playoffs and get swept and still benefit greatly from that just see it just feel it just experience it just know what it's like when you get into that environment right that would to me that would still be beneficial so right. if I'm given the option and I'm talking about what I think is best for the future of the organization and going into next year, if they're trying to take that leap that you're talking about them taking that next leap, because going from bad to good is one thing. Going from good to great is a different kind of conversation. So if if we're talking about the organization taking yet another step forward next year, um, to me, it's about. It's about um, getting to experience different things so that these benchmarks are reached before you get into next season, if that makes sense. Right. and And that's better than like adding the eighth or ninth guy in a rotation.
1: Sure, Sure. yeah, I mean, again, i just I just don't see it. Like I think that's part of my problem. Um, is I agree with you that experience, I think you've turned me in that experience is probably more beneficial, but like given what they are now, you know, I just, I, I think that they're going to end up with a draft pick. And then you're, then, you know, you look at that as a silver lining. Okay. We got a draft pick back, everything that we went through yeah. at the end of the season that sucked, you know, all these injuries, all the, you know, the lack, the fact that we ran out of steam, uh, at least we get, you know, a player that can come in and, and infuse some youth and maybe some talent. So, yeah, I I think you definitely make a great point. And I think that's something I've kind of um, not necessarily honed in on because I just because you're right. Like I view it as, you know, I don't think they're going to make a competitive series if they get to the playoffs. But you're right. It's about, you know, it's about that experience. It's about every game mattering and, and you know, every game being a, you know, a very big one. So you're right. I think it would be huge for, for Darius Garland. It would be huge for Evan Mobley. It would be huge for the, pretty much the entire team that hasn't been there. So I think you've yeah. swayed me. Congratulations. You did it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it would also be huge for J.B. Bickerstaff. Yeah. The game within the game, the chess matches, the strategy involved, the matchups, um, coaching in that kind of environment against some of the better teams. In the Eastern Conference, I think it would be an opportunity for him to, you know, see where he could grow, where he could get better. Um, interesting wrinkles that he can try and throw. What works, what doesn't work. Right. Rotations. Perfect. All that kind of stuff.
1: Right. Well, the bottom line is that we'll figure it out over the next couple of days. Tomorrow, Cavaliers <laughs> yep. taking on the Bucks. We'll see if they're the 8th seed. We'll see if they're the 7th seed. We'll see if they're the ninth seed or the 10th seed. And then from there, we'll go on. Um but we'll see what happens. It's they're they're locked into the play-in. Um, it's just a matter of where they're going to be. Likelihood probably not going to be in Cleveland to play the play-in game. Um, so Chris, it looks like you have another travel ahead of you, which I'm I'm sorry about. Uh, but you know, it is you'll make it work, and uh, you know you'll have a good off season to spend with uh, with your loved ones, which is the most yes. important. Yeah. All right. Of that, yeah, speaking of that, yeah. time to go. All right. All right, guys, appreciate you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Be sure to check out Chris's subtext, $3.99 a month, 14-day free trial. All you got to do is go to cleveland.com slash Cavs, click the blue banner at the top of the page. Chris, appreciate you making time for us. Appreciate everybody for listening. And uh, we'll be back with an update as the Cavaliers, you know, have one more regular season game before the plan. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. We'll talk soon.